Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Podcasting. Podcasting from Sydney, Australia. This is the Prime Podcast. Independent, unfiltered, and uncensored. Beginning in three, two, one. Jackson, my man, how are you? Brother, we've connected again, 2.0. 2.0, bro. You're back. It's, uh, <laughs> it was important to me that we did this again because, you know, I contribute a lot of the success I've had with the show. Um, with you, I mean, you know, I remember at the time before we got into it, um, I was a bit hesitant in starting it. And uh, it was you that said, man, just go out there and fucking purchase a mic and get some headphones and just get into it. And, man, that, that's you. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much for giving me that final push. Oh, hi that man. Like I'm all about, you know, as you see on my page, I'd, I want others to win. I don't see you as a competition, bro. Like you've got a podcast. I've got one. It doesn't mean I don't want to help you. And um, to be honest, man, I think you've actually leveled up more than me. Like some of the guests you've got on board is just crazy. And it actually, it makes me happy, man, because you're doing well. So yeah. No, I appreciate that, bro. It's, you know what, man, there's so many people with podcasts, nearly every person I talk to has a podcast or is thinking about it. So, you know what, we all serve our purpose. I mean, we're all in a very unique space. Um, and yeah. there's, a, there's a place for all of them. And I think it's very important, um, especially now with what's going on um, with the mainstream media and censorship and all the rest of it, that people have the ability to speak their minds without having to worry about getting cancelled, essentially. 100%, man. In saying that, just before we start, who who has been your most interesting guest or something that you got, you know, like it was just really interesting. Like who was your best guest in terms of that? Man, that's a tough one. That's a very, yeah, very tough one. Um, I think everyone I've spoken to have, have been unique um, and they've all shared some, you know, important points and, and got me thinking. So, oh man, it's hard to say. The most the one that I did with David Icke was huge just for the sense where it was a bit different. Um, obviously he's a big name and I had to stay up to do that one to like two 30 in the morning. Um, my time. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, man. So I think, and we went for like two hours. So I didn't get off it just before 5am. So that was different. Um, and you know, I was a bit, um, Oh, look, I wouldn't say starstruck, but just, you know, I'm talking yeah. to David Icke. So he's been doing his thing now for like 30, 40 years. So, um, that was, you know, I got a little bit nervous before that one, but um, man, I think everyone I've spoken to have had their own unique um, point to get across. So I, all of them are valuable and I've learned something from everyone. I think there, there hasn't been a guest where I haven't learned something from. So. Yeah. And that's the great thing about the podcast, man. That's what I love on my end is everyone's a little bit different. You connect with different people, you make friends and um, I, I don't know, man, I just love the podcast community. Man, it's, it's awesome, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And, man, I've seen a few people that um, have started one after I did. So similar situation to you and I. Um, but they started one, and, and they're doing really well. And it does, it makes you – I'm proud of them because everyone should have the ability to get their message across. So, um, man, there's some great yeah. things happening in this space at the moment, and hopefully it, it keeps going. Yeah, 100%, man, it will. But, um, yeah, man, it's cool. So, okay, so – when I first spoke to you, we spoke a lot about mental health and I've seen now the past few months, you've been getting really involved in that space and I've seen you attended a, a seminar um, and you spoke about it, a few things and it's been great to see because you've got a, I mean, you've lived through a lot of it yourself. 
So what is it about sort of that, that, that space, that mental health space? Is, is it just passion? Obviously, you're out there trying to help people. I mean, it's very yeah, extremely rewarding. Yeah, man. I, to be honest, bro, I just think it's it's just such – it's like me talking about steroids. I just think it's such an untalked topic, and it's something that every single fucking person listening right now has either suffered or will suffer in their lifetime. Everyone will suffer mental health, whether that's, you know, a down, dark day, a bit of depression. Um, it, it just everyone suffers it, man. Not everyone's picture perfect. And not everyone just, you know, flows through life. Like it's just everyone has their their days. And I think if we can fucking talk about it, man, and we can create a community and we can let people know that you can reach out to me or, you know, whatever it is, when you're having this rough, down, dark day, you know, it could it could lead to so many greater things and so many less people, you know, committing suicide and, you know, divorcing and just you know the list goes on and i just think it's it's just i just want to help people man and that's that's the reason i do it yeah and it does it gives you it's it's something that money can't buy like you and obviously coming from the line of work that i was in with mental health it's something it fulfills your soul like it's a fulfillment of your soul that you can't get from anything else when you help when you know you've done something to you know, to make, you know, you've helped someone make some positive changes in their life. Um, and maybe, you know, they're seeing things a bit differently and they're a bit brighter and it's because of you. It's, man, you can't put a price on that. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. I think just lately too, like the past year, I have had actual mates, like close mates that have committed suicide. And when that happened, man, it's like, I don't know, it really hits you different. And it's like, damn, this is real. Like, I knew that person like I used to hang with him and he was all fine and cool. And then the next day he's, you know, he's jumped off a cliff and it's like, it just fucks with you, man. You know what I mean? It does. And it's a people that you don't, you know, you would never you know, expect it from, or maybe as you said, things are looking good. Like they seem happy and optimistic and they've got a lot of things going for them. And it's the last thing you think about is them harming themselves. But it's those people that, are the ones that will typically do it. What I've found is, you know, I think the problem with mental health and especially suicide is that you hear a lot of people, um, especially younger people, um, teens and I guess early adulthood, they'll, you know, they'll say it. Like people will say it as like a a way to vent. I might just kill myself or I feel like committing suicide, but they're never actually going to do it or, you know, they're not thinking that way. But it's just, they use it, I guess, as a, as a form of expression to express how they're feeling inside. But the problem with that is that, it ta- you know, when someone does need help and they're really at that point, it can, you know, I find that you may not take it as serious because it's something that does get said a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think the reason these people are committing suicide, um, you know, 90% of them is because they don't really have or they don't really know who to reach out to when they're they're feeling this. So they you know what I mean? Like they they just they just go and take their life. Whereas if maybe, you know, they had someone to, you know, go and catch up with or they had someone to call and they knew they had a lot of support around them, I don't know. I reckon it would stop a lot less suicides. Definitely. And what we've seen in the last few years with the way the world is at the moment. 
is that that rate, suicide rate is significantly higher than before. And it's taken a toll, I think. I think everyone has felt it a little bit in the past two years. And as you said, um, you know, mental health is something that, it's, look, it's better now than what it was. I mean, people are able to speak more freely about it today than they would have, five, you know, five, 10 years ago. But it's still one of those topics where I think a lot of people are ashamed to admit that they're struggling mentally. But it's, I look at mental health on a spectrum. So mental health in itself, you have good mental health and you have bad mental health. So, you know, if you win the lotto, for example, or, you know, whatever it may be, you'll have good mental health. Obviously you're happy and excited and the rest of it. Then you have times where it's a bit darker and maybe you've lost your job or, you know, your, your mortgage has increased or your wife has left you or whatever it may be. And you have bad mental health and, you know, you're, you're depressed, you're anxious. And so I try to look at, at mental health on a spectrum on everyone, every person involved um in my life i look at them in that way that you know just because they're doing great today doesn't necessarily mean that next week things are going to be the same yeah i totally agree and i suffer it so much man like people message me all the time and they're like they think i just live this amazing glorious fucking life and i'm i'm happy every day and yeah my life is great i do it like i do like my life but I can tell you, man, there's days where I've, that has crossed my mind where what is the point of living? Why am I even on this earth? And I don't know, man, I just think like if I didn't have a strong mindset and I didn't have a lot of support around me like yourself and a lot of, you know, people that message me on a daily, mm. maybe I would have been that same person that took took their life. Yeah, man. And it, it does, it sneaks up on you. Like you've had, you may dismiss a few issues, that are, that are, you know, and then eventually you're sitting there, you're like, well, it's all, it's all compounded like the last two or three months of, of, you know, bad vibes and, and a few negative events, just, you know, you get to a, a breaking point and, you know, that can happen rather quickly. I mean, I've been in some bad spots in the last eight or nine months. I mean, since I think when we first spoke, I still had a job or I was on the verge of losing it, but yeah, man, at some point in, I think at the end, uh, back end, yeah, back end of August, um, I, I couldn't work because I didn't get the the vaccine, and um, it obviously that's all I know, right? Is is mental health. So for me, trying to, I can't just get back into work with a different organisation. Like I, I'm stuck because it's a mandate across the industry. So, but I also don't believe in in being pressured into doing something that I don't want to do, which is obviously get the vaccine because people will often say, well if you want to get back into work, just get vaccinated. Well, I thought, well, I shouldn't have to do that. Like it's my body. If I don't want to get it, I shouldn't have to have it. Um, so I'm sort of in, in a, in a mental tug of war in that sense, but man, it's been tough. I'm very, very fortunate that I've had this podcast and a few other things going, um, you know, since that's happened and I'm just managing just okay. And, and, you know, I've got five kids, so it's not like I'm only got myself um, to worry about. I've got, kids that i'm responsible for to put food in the table and pay the bills so man it's been tough and it's been <laughs> there's been times where i haven't been you know to that point of, of thinking of any my life or anything of that nature but um man it, it's been very tough yeah in saying that bro I, I haven't chatted to you since then about that so you you've never gone ahead and got the vax no man i you know what i can't do it and it, it it's not so much a pride thing it's for me it's I don't want it. It's the same reason why I don't, I don't take like why I don't try heroin. 
I go, I don't, I don't want it. I, I personally don't think yeah. it's, it's safe. Um, that, that's my personal opinion. Um, and I've spoken to enough experts to, to form that opinion. Um, so, you know, that's going against everything that I believe in, in getting something that I don't want to get that I feel is unsafe for me, for me to turn around and just do it just for the sake of working. Like we live in a democracy. We live in a free country. I shouldn't be in that position to begin with. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Like I, I only got one because I wanted to travel. Mm. And then I don't even know why I got it, to be honest, but I don't know if you saw that I put that story up a while back and um, I got sick as a dog. And then, yeah, man, I just, I'm in a bit of a two minds now and I don't even think I'm going to get the second one. So it was like a bit of a waste. I just, the amount of replies I got, man, when I put a story up saying, um, you know, has anyone else been sick after the first vax, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I literally got like 400 replies and every single person was like, I've been sick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I was like, it just turned me off. I was like, what is the point of this? It's just, they're just making us get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look, I think if you are, you know, in your 80s and or even if you, you got a serious health concern, you may be able to weigh that up and say, okay, well, I might get a little bit sick, but it's for the greater good for me. Um, you know, the the reward you know, outweighs the risks. And that's a decision that you could make if you're in that position. But for someone like yourself, man, you and I who are healthy in our twenties, um, man, there's really no point. And I've, I've said that from the beginning, um, you know, there's the same reason why I don't get the flu shot because I'm not worried about getting the flu. Like it is what it is. It's a flu. Um, but you know, it's, it's man, people have their reasons for getting it. And I've known I've, I've man, many people I've spoken to that were absolutely against it. Um, but I've had to have it due for, you know, work or travel or whatever it may be. And I get that. I feel for them because I'd hate to be, because I know what it's like to be in that position. Um, so I feel for them, but you know, man, it's ultimately it, it's our own body and we have a right to decide what we want to put into it. Um, and we don't have a right to tell other people what to do. You know, if someone wants to get it terrific, if they don't terrific, doesn't bother me. Um, you know, we're all, we should be able to make those decisions without anyone's, you know, any outside influence. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Did you end up having Pauline Hanson on yours? No, no, no. So I've, I've, no, you didn't. No, I haven't yet. I've had um, Senator Roberts on a few times. Um, he's a really good guy. We've um, got a good relationship. Um, he's, yeah, he's a really good guy. But no, I haven't. I did try to reach out to Pauline because I, um, a while ago. Yeah, I had her on mine. And basically, she was just pretty much saying exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, if you want to get it, that's totally fine. But, um, you're not going to make me get it. You know what I mean? Like we, we all have our own right. And yeah, she was obviously against it, but she was just saying like, you don't need to get it. You know what I mean? A lot of people think you actually need to get it. You don't need to get it. <laughs> no. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And and look, I've said, it's not just that issue. Like we look at it. A lot of people look at it from a health point of view only that it's only for health, but I'll look at it like, you know, if, if any government around the world, doesn't matter if it's this one, the US, Canadian, Chinese government, doesn't matter, any government, if they can make the population get a vaccine, you know, historically, governments don't give up power. Like it's never, it's never happened where a government has willingly given up power that they've had over the people. It doesn't happen. So I think, well, you know what, if they can make, you know, X amount of people get vaccinated when they don't want to, 
you know, it could be, we could run into problems later on. Like there's a lot of talk about the digital ID, which is in fact a real thing. People still dismiss it as a conspiracy theory, which is ridiculous because it's on the government's website. They're talking about it. Um, so all these things come from that in the sense where, you know, they tend to do things in increments. So just to give you a very quick rundown, we've seen it over the last few years. First, it was stay at home. Then it was wear a mask. Then it was um, scan your QR code. Then it was get vaccinated. And they do these things in increments. Before you know it, you think, wow, they have total control over what I do. And that's what I'm concerned about the most. Yeah, I agree, man. I think it's going to change anyway. Like, I think I think it'll get to the point where you can do pretty much everything without it. I think it's just a short-term thing. Yeah, well, look, I had, I had a conversation earlier today uh, with a, a gentleman, um, Alessandro. He's over in Shanghai at the moment. And he was locked up in their COVID camp over there in Shanghai for a month. And... Man, hearing the story from that guy and what it's like over there in China, um, well, it's it's a different world. And it's like they knock everyone every morning. They come to your door and test you every morning. And if you yeah, refuse, right. if you refuse more than two or three days in a row, I think he said, like it's all this data is stored in a cloud and businesses have access to it. Um, so if you refuse a test for a few days, then you're your COVID status is unknown, right? So then if you go to, you know, go out for dinner, the restaurant will refuse you entry because you haven't got a recent negative test. So over here, we have the vaccine mandates where you can't do certain things if you're not vaccinated, although that is easing up a lot. Um, but in China, they have it with the tests. So if you can't provide a negative test within the last few days, they don't let you into venues, which I guess in a sense makes a bit more sense because, you know, there's an outbreak right now in Western Australia on a cruise ship, the first cruise ship that was allowed um, in Western Australia and all passengers and staff had to be triple vaccinated. There's a huge COVID outbreak on the ship, right? So it just goes to show you that they would have been better off testing people before boarding the ship because obviously someone had the virus and took it on the ship. Obviously it doesn't just come from nothing rather than vaccine mandates. Cause we all know the vaccine won't stop you from getting the virus. So in a way, what they do in China is definitely it's too full on, but at the same time, it makes a little bit more sense than what we've been doing here. But man, hearing it over there, like if you test positive over there, they know about it and they literally come to your door, load you up in a bus and drive you to this COVID facility where you've got to spend a couple of weeks um, or even up to a month. I think he said, um, and it's like, it's like a big jail. Like you have cubicles, there's bathrooms, but there's no showers. They give you food in plastic bags. Like, it's full on. Yeah, that's fucking viral. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. It is crazy. So, man, it was a very interesting conversation with him. And obviously, we spoke a little bit about mental health because if you can imagine being in that situation, it'd be hard for anybody. But yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's a, you know, I think we've gotten through it well, considering what we've been through in the past two years. I think we're going to come out of it okay. Um, I just get concerned about a few other things, but man, you know, I think the last time we spoke, you still couldn't go to a gym in Queensland. I yeah, think I was still locked yeah. down at that time. Yeah, that's all lifted now, obviously, but um, 
yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think just with time, it'll all it'll all change. It will. So I want to quickly chat to you about what's going on with your Instagram now. So your Instagram, you're banned from yeah. posting for a week. Banned from posting, commenting, liking, and I can only do a certain amount of DMs a day. So what prompted that? What did you share that obviously sparked that? So obviously for everyone listening, I post my um like my some of my audio clips of my podcast with guests um on my page. And I posted one um it, it had talking about steroids in it. Um actually talking about steroids the right way, you know, like telling them information, you know, pretty much not to do it unless you it's it's your career, etc. Nothing to do with oh go, you know, inject it. It was not it was not like that. Um, and yeah, I don't know how or what, or I don't even know, to be honest, but someone's, whether it's multiple people or someone's done it or they've gone and reported it or sensitized it or whatever it is. And I've woken up the next morning and I I'm banned for a week. <laughs> so That's I insane. just don't, I don't know, man, it's fucked. That's insane. And, and cause I understand what, and obviously I know what you do and what you talk about. So I know that it would have come from a, a you know, a place of good intentions just trying to educate people and, um, you know, try and help them make better choices. But the problem, that's the problem we have with these AI who, you know, if you report something on Instagram or any social media network, obviously the sheer amount of reports, you know, it's not going to be a human being checking them. It's going to be a, a computer an AI who go through it and then make a decision. And the problem with that is they can't interpret things the way that a human would. So obviously what you're doing, you're doing the right thing, but it, it's, it's blocking you for, you know, for a week. And what, what really gets oh, to me. So you, yeah, uh-huh. you go. What are we saying? Yeah, you you're go, right? you go. Yeah. So I, I've raised the issue a while ago that why is it that if you speak, can I, you know, we're all entitled to share our opinion. And so long as you don't claim to be an expert in something that you're not, so it'd be different if you said, hey, I'm Jackson and I'm a doctor or I'm a, you know, endocrinologist and know yeah. all about hormones and this is what you need to do and the rest of it. That's very different because you're deliberately, like you're deceiving people. It's wrong, but you're not doing that. You're sharing your opinion and trying to lead people in the right direction. But their AI system doesn't know that. The same, it's the same reason they can't detect sarcasm. It's the same thing. So you know, they'll, they'll censor you for that. But what I don't like is the fact that you have, I'll use rappers as an example because they're the best example of it. You'll have rappers talking about abusing prescription medications like Xanax and Valium and all the rest of it. Um, cocaine. And that's fine. Like, obviously, not only is it fine, not only does it avoid censorship, but they push that type of content. And it's like, how is this yeah. possible? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so... I, I never even knew that before you said it. So what? So you're saying a computer looks at all of that, not a real human? No, it's not a real human. So I know that when you... Ah. So, yeah. So when you get reported, a computer looks at the content that was reported and makes a decision whether it violates their terms and conditions or their community guidelines, as they call them now. And if the computer decides that, yes, it has, it'll delete your content. Now, I know when you appeal a decision, because obviously you have a right to appeal the decision, um, I'm pretty sure a computer reassesses the appeal 
I don't think a human even looks at the appeal process. I think I'm pretty sure a computer takes care of the whole thing. Yeah, but see, I didn't even get a chance to appeal. That's what I don't get. Which is a problem because even I've had chances to appeal some of my things. But it's crazy to think that that's happened to you for trying to do good. But yet if you were to make the same content and talk about how, you know, so long as you had some music behind you and you're talking about, you know, going out on the weekends and taking zannies and, and, and doing all the rest of it, <laughs> that, that'd be fine. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And the, like, you know, as you were saying before, before we actually jump on this podcast, surely shouldn't you at least just get like one chance? Like, and if you, you do it again or it's, you know, against the guidelines, like, wouldn't you get one chance? That's what I don't get. Well, normally you do like, I've never had, I've never come across where a situation where I've, I haven't had a chance to appeal it, whether or not the appeal is successful is another story. But most of the time when I have, cause I've had quite a few posts that have been reported that I've had to appeal and nine times out of 10, um, I'll get a message a week later saying, Hey, um, based on the number of reports, we haven't even had a chance to look at that. So they're just going to permanently leave it off. That happens a lot. Um, but yeah, man, it's great. Like I, I, I know on YouTube, I uploaded a podcast with um, Malcolm Roberts and he obviously, well, both of us said a few things that YouTube deemed to be uh, against their community guidelines and they removed the content, uh, but it wasn't a strike. It was like a warning. So although the content was deleted, I still had the chance to appeal it, but it wasn't a strike on my account. It was just a warning. But so what's crazy about that? Well, I'm talking about that because I'm not sure if many people know. I met all the guidelines only a month ago to monetize my content on YouTube. So I put an application forward to YouTube to monetize my podcast and my content and they rejected it. Now, even though I haven't had a strike, they rejected it. And their reason was, is that I speak about controversial topics that could harm people. And I'm thinking, what in the world have I ever said in any capacity? that warrants that type of response. That's ridiculous. I've never, I try my best to share content, speak to experts, um, to encourage good health, to encourage exercise, to encourage all these things that we know are good for us. And yet they deem my content to be harmful to people. So I don't know, man, I really don't know. It seems to be at the moment, we're in a very weird space where censorship is just out of control and something needs to be done um, to wind it back. I know that Elon Musk just bought Twitter. I'm pretty sure his offer's been accepted. So he spent like something like $60 billion to buy Twitter. Um, and I know he's very, you know, he he's advocates for freedom of speech and less censorship. So hopefully that's a step in the right direction because it's not right to have people, especially like yourself, who are trying to do good, but yet ultimately you get your content removed anyway. Yeah. So you're... Yours, so yeah, as we were saying on your other two accounts, um, they actually haven't been banned, but you reckon you are shadow banned because your engagement's down massively. So, yeah, I, I did get, uh, yeah, so you can tell pretty quickly. So, what I'll share is to give you an idea, my account that I've got now, which is the main one I use um, on Instagram, Chris Primal, that's got about if I that's just over 20,000 followers, if I share a story on that account. I get over 10,000 views in that story within 24 hours, which is like 50% of my following. Look at that within 24 hours. Um, if I post that, you know, the same story on my, my original account, which has like nearly 70,000 followers, 
mate, I'll get seven, 800 views compared to 10,000 on an account that has less than half of the following of that account. So it's, you can tell it's very obvious when your account's been censored. Yeah. 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 So I've had that too, but surely wouldn't they give you like some type of warning or something? Not so on the main account, I did get a warning. So it also happened on the second account, the backup account. I've had to make three accounts now. But on that first account, I did get a warning in, I think, January um, to state that because of something I posted on Facebook, which is linked up through the business center to Instagram, um, that they were going to remove, are they going to put a ban on, like, not a ban, they're going to influence my reach for the next 90 days. So my reach is going to drop dramatically. They said that, and it's that's what's happened. But what's crazy is the post that prompted that was a study that I shared out of Israel, which was a peer-reviewed study, which showed that people that were vitamin D deficient were like eight or nine times more likely to suffer serious um, COVID symptoms. It was a peer-reviewed study out of Israel, 100% legitimate. And it showed that, as I said, if you were vitamin D deficient, you were like seven or eight, maybe nine times more likely to suffer um, severe symptoms of COVID. Now, I shared that because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's important information. Like if you're vitamin D deficient, you should probably increase your vitamin D intake, whether through supplements or just being outdoors in the sun more. Um, and that's what got removed. So yeah, wow. that's what I'm trying to say to you. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. That I could share a piece of very important information. And that as a result of me sharing that, it got my account essentially silenced for 90 days. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So you don't, you physically don't know when your other accounts will get their proper engagement back. No, so no, I don't know. So it's it's probably been about ninety days now, to be honest. Maybe a little bit more. It's been a while, uh, but it's it's maybe improving just a sl- just the tiniest bit, but nothing like where it was. So that's why I decided to make the new account just to start fresh and. I wanted to focus a lot more on, on advice and to sort of get people in a good, you know, physical and mental state as well. So I'm sort of, my, my, my content's a little bit different anyway, so I'm happy to do that's fine. Um, it does, you know, obviously it hurts um, losing, you know, nearly, nearly 70,000 followers. It's a big loss, but um, you know what, the ones that are with me now, um, obviously I know they're the real know, ones. They're the real ones. And, and yeah. Yeah, so because you got some crazy engagement, man. Like even on your your current page, mm. yeah, you got man. I don't know. You just get some. You get people all over the fucking world that just comment on your shit, and it's pretty crazy. It's it's fucking crazy. It's nuts. And and I think what I put it down to is the fact that I really do try to look at my page as a community. So a community of people that you know want to improve their life, improve their health, and also you know are very conscious of the fact that a lot of what we're being told in the past two years is a lie. And I think those people, I do try to have, you know, to get that community feel and, and it, they're, they're important to me. They're a family to me. I mean, they've helped me a great deal. Uh, they probably helped me more than I've helped them. Um, you know, yeah. so I think that's probably something I do well. And I do, you know, really try to make sure that everyone knows that I appreciate them and, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, but around the world, it's nuts. I mean, at the moment, only this morning, I got an email from, uh, from Fiji, from some um, entertainment industry 
award ceremony to say that my podcast in Fiji is nominated for an award. I'm like, what the hell? And then I, I jumped online and I found out that in, in Fiji, my podcast is like number four in the entire country for news. Really? Yeah, man. I was like, what? Because I would never expect that, obviously. Like in Fiji, I was like, whoa. So it's crazy, man. The engagement's well. Like I've, I think now I've been listened to in over, I think it was like four, 50 countries or something like that. So it's crazy. Yeah, man. That's so, so good. Um, I was going to say something. Forget now. Um, yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your goal now with, with your page and your podcast? Um, do, you, do you have a certain niche and goal? Um, man, I think my goal with the podcast is to keep growing it. Um, I think, you know, from the one that we did, number, episode one with you and I on it, um, I think I'm pretty sure our episode hit number one, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember because we were like, you were like, it's top 10, it's top 10. And I was like, yeah. fuck, that's insane, bro, for, like, it was literally the first episode. And then a couple of days later, you were like, it's it's number three. And I'm like, bro, you're going to take this far. And I was like, you got to keep you got to keep this consistent now. And then it hit, it did hit one. I think it hit one for a couple of days. Yeah, it was a couple of – it hit number one for, like, three weeks. So I know yeah, that after – it's insane, man. So after our episode, I remember I released the one with, with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, and that went nuts. And that episode was like, it was incredible. Like the flow and effect from that was huge. And yeah, I think that our episode reached number one. I think releasing that one afterwards, it sort of kept it there for a few weeks. Um, but to think, you know, in, I only started it eight months ago, man. Like eight months ago, I've got, like, it, it's insane to think that I've had, um, obviously yourself, I've had Dr. McCullough on, I've had um, three or four um, politicians on the show. I've had, Oh man, David Ike, which was huge. Um, Jamie Zhu, which is huge. I've, man, I, the, it goes on. I don't want to feel like I'm going to miss people out, but um, man, to think of where it was, like I know who we, I'm, huh? We got to get um, we got to get Pauline Hanson on yours. I'd love to have a chat to Paul. It's funny because me and Pauline will often like, you know, we comment on each other's things and some, you know, we've got that's weird how we've got it there, but I can just never get to her for a podcast. It's in, it's insane. So I'm gonna I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you after this call. Mate, I would love I'd love to have a chat to Pauline because I think she's got a very important message at the moment to to tell. But man, I think yeah, just keep growing the show and I know um you know good things will come from that. Um and I just want people to live a better life, man. I want people to so look, this isn't just new. I've been living this way for many years now, where I live a very in terms of nutrition and exercise and, and that sort of life, um, I live a very basic life in terms of I try and I try and eat like I would a thousand years ago. I try and exercise sort of a lot more pr a primal lifestyle, which has been great for me. It's reversed a number of issues I had. I had high blood pressure. It fixed that. Um, it's significantly reduced anxiety that I used to get, uh, especially social anxiety. There's been so many benefits of living that lifestyle for me. So I really want to help share that more um, and help get that message across um, to as many people as possible. Um, yeah, man, and just keep doing what I'm doing. I, you know, it's, it's, it's all happened so fast. I don't think I've had a chance to actually sit back and just take it all in and sort of plan, if that makes sense. Yeah. I want to ask you, what do you think, um, 
what do you think COVID and the vaccine, oh, not COVID really, what, why do you think they brought out the vaccine? What I want to know your opinion on it. Like, what do you think there's something, something behind it? If so, what, what is the reason behind it? Yeah, okay. So it's a tough one because I think that we can all agree there's been massive levels of deception. I mean, from the first time we saw COVID in this country with you know, the footage from Wuhan of people just dropping dead on the streets while they're walking. Like, we now know that doesn't happen, right? So that's a lie. We know that's a lie. You know, the fact that we were told that if you get vaccinated, you can't possibly catch COVID. Therefore, you can't spread it or, or you know, die from it. That's not true. Um, the way that they've tried to control the message and label things as misinformation when in fact it has all, a lot of it's turned out to be true. Um, there's a lot of strange things going on. And when that happens, you have to ask yourself, why is it happening? It's not a coincidence. Why is it happening? Um, you know, I know of many people personally that have had serious adverse uh, reactions from the vaccine. Uh, you know, a former colleague of mine had heart issues, young, healthy, 26-year-old, uh, my neighbor's daughter, 10 years old, had the vaccine. The next night she collapsed, taking the bins out. Now she's on heart failure medication at 10 years old. We've seen athletes around the world just in the middle of games drop from heart problems. It's very obvious that something is very wrong. Now, yeah. whether or not it's it's intentional where they... I, I Look, I, I'd hate to speculate on the intention behind it because I think any speculation would be sinister. But, you know... There's, there's something going on. And, you know, if this was any other medication, like, could you imagine if, you know, a new drug come out similar to Panadol, just a take when you have a headache, a new medication, and there was this amount of adverse reactions to that medication, it would be cancelled that fast, that would take it on the, off the shelves immediately. So why hasn't that happened now? You know, why, yeah. can't, why can't people like I, who have dedicated the last few years of my life to working in mental health, and doing good for the community, why can't I go back to work? Like, I still haven't caught COVID. To this day, I haven't caught it, right? Really? Um, no, I haven't caught it. Uh, my wife's not vaccinated. She hasn't caught it either. Um, but yet, almost every person that I worked with who's now vaccinated, double and triple vaccinated, have caught it many times. A few of them have caught it three times. I mean, um, and spread it around through the workplace and a few people have been really sick from it. And then there's me who was told that I'm not safe because I'm not vaccinated, who to this day hasn't caught it. And, you know, there's a few people around me that are unvaccinated and it's the same story. They can't catch it. And if they do catch it, a few of them have caught it. They're literally in bed for eight hours and they're back to normal the next morning or maybe two or three days later, but it's not that bad. Um, so I think we can all agree that it's not as good as we were told it was. So, why are they forcing people out of work still when we know that it doesn't prevent someone catching it, doesn't prevent someone spreading, it doesn't prevent someone going to hospital or dying? That's the question. And, you know, as I said, something is going on, but what exactly I've had people say that it's, it's population control, which I doubt because, you know, if it was population control, you would say you'd have to think that, you know, more people would be dying from it. Um, so I don't think it's that. And if it was that, it'd be do extremely you, evil. Do you think they're trying to depopulize the population? Um, I've, I've talked to a few knowledgeable people that are in this, you know, this scene, 
and they reckon that's that's why they're they're bringing out the vaccine is to to virtually kill and make the population smaller. Look, I think if that was the only objective, the vaccine's not doing a very good job of that because it's not killing nearly enough people as they would have to do in order for it to be considered, you know, a form of population control. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot. You see, I've, I speak to a lot of people, obviously, so. Um, it's hard to form an opinion when I hear 10 different opinions. But I think, you know, the general consensus with all the people I've spoken to is that this isn't safe and they know it's not safe and yet they're doing nothing about it. So, oh man, it could purely be financial. I mean, the, the, the vaccine companies are making huge amounts of money, massive amounts of money. Um, it could be financial, uh, financially motivated. Um, it could be because, as I said to you before, and this is not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact that Australia um, is implementing a digital ID. They're doing that. And vac- the vaccine is, is a part of that. Um, I know in, in Nigeria now, they've implemented a digital ID and the people who refuse to take part in it um, have had their mobile phones bricked or the government have bricked their phones so they can't even make calls. So... <laughs> It's happening. And that's what I think people need to really understand that it's not a conspiracy theory. And I don't, I don't say anything unless I'm confident in what I'm speaking about. I wouldn't go out there and say, oh, yep, the vaccine's being used to wipe out, you know, millions of people. Because I don't know that. It's definitely a, a you know, as a, you know, a scenario, but it's not, you know, I wouldn't repeat that because I don't know. So people need to really look at, you know, just because you know something sounds so far-fetched like a digital id it's not like it's happening and a little bit of research you'll see that so uh yeah man it's a crazy space because you, you know the minute you start speaking out about what you really think could be happening um people just you know put you in a box as you know a nutcase conspiracy theorist which um isn't fair it's not a fair judgment of a lot of people i've spoken to it's not a fair judgment yeah, but that's what I loved. That's what I loved about your page so much when I come across it is you literally just say how it is. You know what I mean? And I think that's why a lot of people are attracted to your content. Well, I think it's the way you have to be, right? Like, I think, you know, the reason that we're in this situation now, you know, and the reason that I use my neighbor's daughter as an example, because, man, that to me is so heartbreaking to think that a 10-year-old girl who is at absolutely no risk like no risk of dying from COVID was, was had to get a vaccine in order to play community sport. Now she's on heart failure medication. Um, To me, that's tragic. And it's, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it becomes almost criminal. Like, why are you forcing kids to have this? They don't need it. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to pull up some statistics while I've got you to actually um, run through what the risks are because people don't see people don't even understand. They don't, they don't know that the risks um, of COVID to children are so small. And because, you know, they might hear that a person, you know, uh, you know, an eight or nine year old has died from COVID and as tragic as that is, you know, a hundred thousand other kids didn't. So, you know, I feel like they're trying to push decisions on parents well, on everyone on worst case scenarios. And we've never operated like that as a society. When have we ever made decisions based on the, wor- the best or worst case scenario? 
we based it on our decisions on averages. And that's what they haven't done so far. They haven't looked at averages. They've only looked at worst case scenarios. And the question is, well, why are they doing that? Yeah. Have you ever had someone on your podcast that has got COVID and been severely sick and in hospital and stuff like that? Um, on my podcast, no. I've had quite a few people that have had COVID. Um, yeah, but like, you know how you see, like, there's a few there's a few out there. I reckon you should get someone on that, um, you know, is like, yeah, su- like suffered it seriously bad or maybe they've had, you know, lifelong, um, like they're on lifelong medication now, like, for example, or something, and there's something to really get it out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, look, I would love to speak to, and I'm pretty sure I would have I would have told you this already when we first spoke that I want my podcast to be unfiltered, unbiased in a sense where if someone wants to push the vaccine and they really want to talk about the benefits of it, they're more than welcome to come on here and have a talk to me, and I'll let them speak. I mean, I disagree with a lot of things my guests say, and but they have a right to speak. And what I'm finding is people from the other side don't want to come on here, and it's like, well. You know, I, I, I'll treat you fairly. I won't, you know, you have the right to be treated fairly and spoken to fairly and I'll let you get out what you have to say. And that's what it should be about. But I find the people on the other side don't want to be in a scenario where they're unsure about questions. And I've noticed that because I've, I've asked a few, um, you know, doctors that are sort of in the uh, public health system who, who speak on the government press conferences and all the rest of it. And I've offered them on. I've said, listen, come on and have a chat. And I've even offered some of them to come on and have a debate with, you know, Dr. McCullough, a fair debate that I'll be in the middle of um, and hear both sides of the story, but they just don't want to take part of it. it. It's like they only want to respond to questions that they know are coming or from media outlets that they know won't ask them difficult questions. Um, I think that's a fair. Why, why do you think they don't want to come on? I don't know. I don't know. I think if they actually Back, listen yeah. to a, f- a few of my episodes, they'll, they'll see that it's not all about, you know, one-way traffic, that I give people the, the ability, you know, I give them the chance to speak freely and share their opinions. And even if I disagree with them, I'll let them speak. Um, but quickly, back to that topic I was just saying about the kids. So here we go. So these are the statistics. These are posted on health.gov.au, the Australian government's website. Like it's not make it's not made up. It's not my numbers. They're actual the data yeah. from the government. So, to give you an example of children ten years to nineteen, so ten to nineteen, right? There have been what's that? Um, over four hundred thousand cases of COVID in that age group between ten and nineteen. Over four hundred thousand. Jesus Christ! Right now, how many people do you think have died in that age group from four hundred thousand cases? Like, it'd have to be, yeah, I, I don't know how, how many. Three. Wow. Three. And as far as I'm aware, I know two of them had underlying health conditions. I'm not sure about the other one, but I know that two of them for sure had an underlying health condition. So we're talking about 400,000 cases and only three deaths, which is like 0.0001%. So why are you forcing people in that age group to get a vaccine? That's where I get this. That's what gets me because it's not logical. Yeah, it's completely the, illogical. 
Yeah, it's straight, straight fact. You should um do you reckon if you posted something like that on, as an actual post on your IG, you'd get banned? No. So I have shared many things like before. I've, I've actually wrote blog articles about that, about how hospitaliz- hospitalization rates in kids and all the rest of it. Um, just to show people, because I feel like the media just want everyone to be scared. Like the media, like yeah, for example, for an example, if if a, if a 10-year-old died tonight from COVID, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., It'd be the first story on all the major news outlets saying a 10-year-old has died from COVID. Then they'll push the, that's why it's important for everyone to get vaccinated. Blah, blah, blah. But they they talk about it. But they won't say, hey, welcome to 6 p.m. news. Uh, just so you know, you know, 400,000 kids have had COVID, but they're fine. But unfortunately, this this one was, you know, unfortunate to have, have, have died. So they don't say it like that. They want everyone to be in a constant state of fear and anxiety. And that's what I get. It fucking pisses me off because I know what this is doing to people. It's causing mental health rates to skyrocket because of the unfair bias reporting or pushing towards vaccination. And that's what I don't like. So that's why I've done my best to really get the truth, the facts out there to people, the data. And as I've just read to you now, that's not my numbers. That's, official Australian government published data. Now, would you stop driving a car if if three people had a car accident out of 400,000? Of course you wouldn't. Would you would you not walk outside in a storm because three people out of 400,000 got hit by lightning? No, you wouldn't. We wouldn't make decisions based on those figures. So why is it that the government and the media are so hell-bent on pushing this onto people? Yeah, so how, how do you think we change this or we can't? I think it's interesting because we've got a, you know, if we're talking about age groups, we've got a lot of people over the age of, let's just say, 50, 60 onwards. They almost exclusively rely on the mainstream media for their news, exclusively. Channel 9, 7, 10, ABC, Sky News. But I feel like our age group in the 20s and even 30s and, and even 40s, that less and less people are watching that news. A lot more people are getting their news from Facebook, Instagram, independent media, um, independent journalists that are actually painting the full picture, not parts of it. Um, So I feel like that change is happening at an accelerated rate now. Um, I feel like podcasts are playing a huge role in that. Like when I released that episode with Dr. McCullough, the one I was talking to you about before episode two, because he's been on twice now, but, the first episode I released with him got like 300,000 streams in a few days. Yeah. Which is insane. See that? People are interested, you know what I mean? So people are, are, are aware that something's not quite right. Um, and that's very obvious just by the way that the media are reporting it. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like more, like I actually shared data that showed that more people, given the amount of cases of COVID, compare that. And I worked all the averages out. Like it took me a, a quite a few hours to do it the 2017 flu season was more deadlier on a case fatality rate basis than COVID has been which is massive that was huge when I when I worked that out I thought holy shit something's seriously wrong like there was no push for flu vaccines back in 2017 there was no you know lock yourselves in home and stay away from your loved ones there was you know you can't go to work for the next three months because your business has to close down there was none of that in 2017 but on a case fatality rate on an average case slash fatality 
the 2017 flu was more deadly than COVID. That's a fact. Yeah. So why why are they um, why are they not pushing all these boundaries on the flu and they are on COVID? Well, that's the thing. That's the question. If we know the answer, I know, to that, but we wouldn't be having this. Just, um, we would know, you know. But yeah, but I just yeah, it's just I just yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's bizarre, isn't it? It's mind, very mind blowing. It's mind blowing, yeah. and a lot of people are unaware. Like that's not a conspiracy theory. That's not me trying to tell you not to get vaccinated. I don't care if you want to get vaccinated. Go ahead. That's your personal business. That's not my business. But I think it's very fair. Sorry, very unfair that we're not getting told the full story. And that's what I've really tried my best to do in the past 12 months is get the full story out to people, it, you know, and give people the ability to make an informed decision because they haven't had that ability. Yeah. People that are going out and getting vaccinated based on what they're hearing from the media, aren't they can't possibly be making an informed decision because they don't know the full story. Yeah, I uh, totally agree, man. But imagine if there was no, if there was no uh, news, no TVs, um, all of that, do you think it would be a whole different story in terms of who gets, how many people are getting the vaccine, I think, et cetera? I think it'd be a very different story if they didn't mandate it. I think the majority, yeah. and I mean this, the majority of people, so over 50% of people have only got vaccinated because they felt like they had to, because they had to work, they wanted to travel, they had to visit family overseas, they wanted to go shopping back in, you know, when they mandated us, so you couldn't go shopping. I think the vast majority of those people, definitely over 50%, did it for that reason. And that's the wrong reason. That's not democratic. That's not what should happen in this country. And that's what really upsets me is the fact that I can see what's happening, but yet nothing's being done about it. Yeah. Well, you know, the fact that, you know, we're obviously going to release this on your channel and my channel, and we've both got a fair fair chunk of an audience. Um hopefully that trickles over to someone listening to, you know, make the right decision. And I, I suppose that's all we can kind of do is just, just get it out there more and more. That's right. And, and look, I've never, the problem, there's a lot of people out there that push wrong information and they do it deliberately. They do it for attention. You know, they'll post stories like the micro, uh, the vaccines microchipping them and Bill Gates can connect to their bodies through Wi-Fi, all this nonsense. Like it's complete bullshit. The whole, that there's a whole group of people that do that though. They push this out on people that, you know, and, and take advantage of vulnerable people who would actually believe that. And I feel like that discredits a lot of what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, listen, this is the actual data. This is from the government themselves. This is what they're saying. And yet we're told to do the opposite of what the data is showing. That's the problem. But the issue, again, is that a lot of people, um, are taking advantage of this situation and, and taking advantage of, of vulnerable people for their own benefit, whether it be financial, whether it be just to get followers, whether it be to get, you know, to make a name for themselves. Um, and it's discrediting a lot of people that are out there doing good work, like myself, like Dr. McCullough, like Dr. Malone, like all these people that are really doing their best, including Joe Rogan, who's got a great platform, obviously. Um, it's discrediting the people that are actually trying to make people see the real facts, not, you know, conspiracies. And I feel like that's a big problem that we're trying to contend with. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I hope it changes. I really do. 
and, and, and also self-censorship like what's going on to you at the moment with with the ban for a week like as a result of that ban what's going to happen is that you're going to start censoring yourself because yeah you're not going to want to put out a video like that again because you're going to think shit if i do that i'm just going to lose another week like or even worse so what they're doing in the in a sense is that they're they're controlling what people share by self-censoring people because they're scared to post anything because they know it's going to, you know, get a flag on their account or, you know, get them banned for a week or even more. So that's another thing that we're dealing with. Yeah. But then it's so sad because realistically the information I put out there is it's so like, it's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. If anything, it's actually needed for people to hear for maybe them not, not to go down, you know, a drug, drug use um, route with their life, but then it gets banned. Do you know what I mean? It's like completely against the grain. It is, and it's wrong. And, you know, I've, I've seen many of your videos and, and the content that you share. Um, I say it, um, if I don't see it for a while, I check it just to make sure things all good and, and check up what you're doing. And, mate, because um, I've watched you grow in the last 12 months significantly from where we were the first time we had a conversation till now the amount of work you're doing um, in this space should be admired. It's incredible what you're doing. And so I do keep it. I, I check what you're up to and what you're doing and, and the messages you're trying to get across. And I've never, ever, ever seen you say anything detrimental or harmful. And if I did, I'd, I'd message you. I'd say, Hey man, listen, fuck mm-hmm. people might take that the wrong way or, you know, um, but man, everything you do is for the greater good. And, you know, to hear that you had your post removed and, and banned for a week, I was like, gee, man, that's a, that shows you the current state of the world in terms of, well, at least the online world as to what's happening. But do you think this is only going to get worse or it's going to change or it's just, it's just, that's just what I, cause I don't remember this being, I don't remember IG being like this years ago. Do you, or. No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like this. And like, is it actually changing? Like, does it change or how does it work? It changes. So they will update yeah. their guidelines, you know, when it becomes necessary, obviously with COVID. And I understand that, look, I understand that those guidelines are in place for a reason. I get that. I understand there's people out there that are doing the wrong thing, as I said before, and, and making up complete and utter bullshit um, yeah, for their own personal gain. I understand that. And, you know, people dismiss the fact that COVID's even real. But like people will go out there and actively say fake COVID fake, is yeah. fake. And that's wrong because it's not fake. It's 100% real. Um, so I understand needing a little bit of, you know, some form of, of guideline to keep those people in check. But, you know, when we're dealing with an AI computer that analyzes, like in your case, that can't interpret the people that are actually trying to do good, like I'm trying to reduce fear and anxiety. Like I'm trying to show people that, listen, it's not that bad. Relax. Like don't be, don't go locking yourselves in. I spoke to a lady who's been locked up inside her home since March of 2020. She still self-isolates over two years. I spoke to her. She's down in Melbourne. And because she's terrified of this virus, terrified. And she's only in her 40s where she really shouldn't be terrified of this virus. But the media have done such a great job of this fear campaign that people like her are so scared of this thing that they truly believe they step outside and say hello to someone, they're going to get the virus and kill them. And that's wrong. That should be pulled up. Yeah, I agree, man. Do you know what's happened with um, your neighbor? Like, 
do you know or she's just on medication so yeah so she got the vaccine and because me and her dad talk a bit and he was against it but you know it's it's you know she had sport and you know she was you know the doctors and that you know they say listen there's very low risk of something happening to you so they went ahead and got it which is fine it's their business obviously um and yeah man i think it was the literally the next night so she got it yeah she got it i think i don't think it was the next night or the night after it was within definitely within 48 hours of getting the, the shot she uh was taking the bins out and just man just collapsed taking the bins out and then um, they took her straight to a hospital, obviously, and she got seen by, um, admitted to the cardiology ward uh, and had all these tests done on her. And so she has a um, peri- uh, myopericarditis, which is a combination of both of them, both myo and pericarditis. Um, and now she's on heart failure medication for the foreseeable future, which could very well be for the rest of her life. And she can't, so, you know, she got, she got the vaccine to play sport. Now she can't even play sport. Like she gets out of breath walking from, he was t- only telling me the yeah. other day that she's got an ensuite in her bedroom and she gets out of breath during the night walking from her bed to the ensuite and back. She has to sit on the edge of her bed because she can't breathe. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's so, it's, 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 and, heartbreaking. You know, got, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Like she's 10 years old, man. She's a kid. She Her life's been ruined. It's, it's heartbreaking. And once again, it goes against the grain. She got the vaccine so she could play sport. And now she can't play sport. You know what I mean? Man, I'm telling you now. And as I said, you know, if parents were aware that, as I showed you before, 400,000 cases in that age group, of her age group, 10 to 19, 400,000 cases, three deaths, two of them had serious underlying health conditions. And you'd probably have to suspect that the other other, uh, child did as well. But, you know, to think that if they were aware of that, would they have got her vaccinated? You know, and it's 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 poor on the government to say that, you know, she has to have it, you know, to play sport, or whether it was the government or was the the the, the organizer of that particular sport, who knows? But um, for them to enforce that on kids when the data clearly shows it's not necessary, to me, it's criminal. Mm. It's criminal. Like you you you. you yeah. can, possibly ruin well you have you've ruined the rest of her life um for something that was completely unnecessary and that's not me saying that that's the data saying that it's completely unnecessary yeah let's hope there's a change like honestly mate i hope there's a change and i do hope that um you know i do think that a lot of people unfortunately um two out of three australians have gained weight in the pandemic Two out of three Australians have gained weight, which is horrible. Obviously, we know the issues associated with obesity. Um, but I do hope, and I have seen that people have taken this opportunity of the pandemic to actually improve their own physical health and mental health. So I think that's a positive thing. Um, people are a lot more conscious about what they're putting to their bodies than what they would have been you know, two years ago. So that's another positive thing. Um, and people are just trying to you know, really take care and, and put an emphasis on their own mental health. So I think there have been some positives to come out of it, but we just need that to continue. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I think we just got to keep plugging more stuff like this, to be honest. Yeah, man. And as I said, this is in no way me telling anyone what to do because it's not my business. It's none of my business of what anyone else does with their body. Um, it's just me saying, please, you know, 
to assess the risk, the risk and reward, assess the, you know, is it worth it? For some people, it might be. As I said, for an 80-year-old person with, you know, that, that's got um, an immune disorder, it's probably worth looking into. But for a young, healthy person, especially a child, please, I ask that people just look into the, the risks and, you know, the benefits and the risks and take some ownership of their own health. You know, we know that vitamin D deficiency can lead to more serious illness. We know that. So work on increasing your vitamin D levels, um, either through supplementation or exercise, uh, you know, getting out in the sunlight. Um, we know that the fitter you are, the more likely you are to have a favorable result from any virus, let alone COVID. So I think we can keep pushing these messages and it's getting people to, you know, level up their own, you know, personal health and, and wellness that it'd be a great thing to come from it. Yeah, I totally agree, man. You're doing great things. So, um, yeah, you got a lot of respect from a lot of people. There's just, um, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? We just need to get a lot more people that, you know, that know that 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 know the truth, and um, they're not just they're not just misled by the the data. Not not the data. Sorry, they're not misled by what they see on TV and what they read in the newspaper. Because there's many people that are going down that road. Definitely. But there's definitely a swing as well, people swinging back to more, to, to think more critically about what they hear, not to take everything on face value. Um, and that's a positive thing. But um, yeah, man, it's just, it's hopefully this can keep going. Mate, the work you're doing is very important as well. Um, it's critical. And I know a lot, I, I mean, I see people all the time share your content and their stories. So um, you are reaching a lot of people. So just keep doing what you're doing as well. And, Mate, hopefully we can um, come out of this on the other side, a better versions of ourselves. Yeah, we will, man. We will. We got to just, you know, manifest it, keep putting out the stuff. And um, I know the good will come back. Definitely. And it, it's been hard, man. And, you know, it's hard as well because I think, you know, this is just me personally. I'm not sure if you've copped any of it or I'm sure you do. But, man, you know, the message I try and get across to people is one of, of you know, positivity and, and one of you know trying to improve like trying to improve themselves uh in all aspects of their life and you know to see that i get messages from people that threaten my life and threaten to kill me and my family and all this crazy shit not that i'm concerned about it obviously they're not going to do anything but um you know more so to receive those messages it's like well like i'm trying to fucking show you like I'm, I'm trying to help you and your family and you're out there trying to threaten my family because you disagree with my stance on vaccination like it's ridiculous it's crazy yeah have you had that you've had threats oh man i get threats daily <laughs> all the time non-stop man that's crazy I've, that's something i've actually never had in my life that's that's full on it is man i've had quite a few um people that were really like over the top with actually knew the suburb i lived in it's like well like if they started keep if they kept going with it, I'd have to take it a bit further, I think, because obviously they'd be considered somewhat of a threat then. But um, yeah, man, I've had people um, threaten to to stab me in public. I've had people threaten to kick my door in during the night while me and my family are asleep. Um, oh man, I'm telling you, it's it's nuts. It's insane. Most people just send me the typical "you're a fuckwit," <laughs> which is fine. But um, yeah, man, it's the personal death threats. I, I can't fathom why another human being who doesn't even know me, has never met me in person, would threaten to kill me and my family. It's insane. Yeah. But that, that but that's jealousy the, or uh, I don't know. 
I don't know what it is. It's it, probably a little bit of jealousy, but it's it's yeah. Like, but that's I, I don't look at those people as you know that comes from a different place. That comes from being brainwashed, being completely brainwashed by what they hear from the media. That they start taking it upon themselves to try and fight the media's fight because the media look at people like myself and probably maybe even you to a degree as as you know going against health advice and when really we're not we're just trying to show people that listen this is this is a reality this is what the data actually shows um to get people that are so personally invested in the narrative to want to threaten to kill somebody is, I, I just can't fathom why someone would do that yeah absolutely man uh don't don't let it stop you because you know what i mean like even though i got banned for um whatever i put up the the content of steroids if anything it fueled, fueled me more man to um just keep helping and keep doing the, the stuff i am so just because you get threats don't let it stop you man because you know you're doing good and uh that's all that matters yeah man and look while i do get threats i get a lot more love than threats i get a lot more love than threats and, and one thing that's still i'm tr- still trying to get used to is um man like it's very rare that I can actually go out and spend a day doing something out with my family in public where someone doesn't come up to me, which is fucking mind blowing because I never had that in my life. So to go from being able to do what I wanted with no one looking at me and no one trying to say hello um, to now, man, like, honestly, I've had it in the bank. I've had it in shopping centers. I've had it at, you know, parks with my kids. I've had it going for walks around my neighborhood. I've had it everywhere where people, and, and that, you know, it, 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 it hits different when someone in public comes to you and says, listen, thank you. I really appreciate the message you're delivering. Like it means a lot to me. And uh, you know, that motivates me a lot as well, but it is different. It's very different. Um, having people come up to you in public. Uh, it, it's very, very different. Yeah, definitely, man. It's um, it, it's yeah, it's insane, but it, it, you know, it does show me that obviously what I'm doing because it's hard, man. I mean, I spend a lot of time, researching and, and and having conversations and organizing podcasts and you know um looking at studies and analyzing studies and uh, you know staying up to two o'clock in the morning to do podcasts so the people um you know get some value from that so it is a lot of hard work and it is very stressful at times and so it's good to see that people appreciate it yeah they definitely do bro i can guarantee you i've even had a lot of people reach out to me just about you and uh yeah that they, they they do mean you, you have those days where you you think you're not having an impact or people aren't seeing your stories or what you're putting out there but trust me man there's a lot of people that are watching yeah definitely and and man that's one thing i'm proud of and and you should be proud of as well that you know making positive changes in people's lives and that's what matters at the end of the day I mean, in a world where we're where we're forced to look at things negatively like everything we're forced to look at in a negative way it's important that um, people see some positive as well. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Let's um, let's line up and do another one soon, or let's do a live. Or um, man, I've got to get your mind. Come on, mind. <laughs> yeah, talk a bit about you know what you're doing. So because I know obviously my my Spotify and my iTunes, it clearly has a different audience to you. So even if you could get your message out there just to spark a bit of my people. They will then attract over, follow your page, and yeah, that's. I, I think your message just needs to be heard from different corners of you know the world, like different people and different, um, yeah, different like genres and different people and you know all of that type of stuff. 
Yeah, definitely, man. We'll, we'll definitely link up and do it again. And when you get off your band, we'll yeah. um, we'll jump on a line. <laughs> um, listen, man, it's always a pleasure talking to you. You're a good, good man. And, mate, we'll, we'll definitely do it again soon. Absolutely, bro. Um, appreciate that. And, um, yeah, that was good good to chat, man. And hopefully the audience, you know, enjoys the 2.0. Mate, they should, mate. They love the first one, so let's hope they love this one just as much. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, um, just reach out if you ever need. Yep, same with you, mate. I appreciate you. Take care.